and welcome back to The Latecomers. I'm Amity. I'm Lemuel. And we have gone from sci-fi to fantasy this week on Battlestar Galactica. Um, yes, well, <laughs> I'm not so sure I use that label, but yeah, I get, I get where you're coming from. We are going to get granular in this episode, but before we do... It's sort of like cream of wheat, at least the way my sister used to make it. Cream of wheat is granular. It's I know, delicious. but the way she made it, it was... Mm. Not crunchy, just grainy. <laughs> yeah. How was your week? My was week it? was very interesting and culminated in a car accident, but I've survived. How was your week? No car accident here. And it was? Good. And you had? I don't know what you're trying to get me to say. Your birthday. Oh, yes. Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> you think you would remember. It's I like, mean, it was the week I had my birthday. It was fine. Okay. It was the day I, I was last week's episode release date, so. Okay. It doesn't count. I know, but we did something special for your birthday just yesterday. We went to a casino. And I was holding the cash. You you were my master of coin. That was my job. I was holding the cash and I was holding the receipts and learning all about how slot machines work. Well, you know, he says he's not good at them and I'm like, really? It's not a skill. Well, that's what I've learned, that there's actually not really much to be good at. It's just pressing a button. Pick a denomination, push a button, hit it at the right time, and you win. No, I understand that with playing cards, there's some sort of level of reading your opponent, but with the slot machine, it seems to be entirely luck. Random number generator. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that kind of startled me. I'm looking at it going, this is entirely... On a whim, you know, uh-huh. you, can, you can put your money in and sometimes they'll make something and sometimes you want. I've never gambled before, so. Yeah, um, he stood behind me and was generally bemused. And I was, I felt I was being encouraging. <laughs> I think so. And supportive. When you were sitting, you were lucky. <laughs> well, that, that was it. I kept trying to do various things. I'm going to stand directly behind her. I'm going to stand to the right side. I'm going to stand to the left side. You might not have been aware of how hard I was working. No, because I was busy pushing a button. <laughs> so I'd sit down, and then I would like tap you on the knee, or I'd pat you on the head, uh, and see if any of those things had... I was being very scientific. I got a couple of good bonuses. Yes, you did. But so, we walked out with less money than we walked in with. No, but we didn't walk out right. with zero. So. We didn't lose everything. So it was an interesting experience, and we had really interesting hamburgers. Over good there. burgers. I couldn't remember. What was the one that you ate? Was I it? had a fig and prosciutto burger. Fig and prosciutto. That was it. But what was the cheese? Yours? No, your cheese. Go- oh, frig and gorgonzola. Frig and actually. <laughs> it was fig and gorgonzola. Oh, I thought you said frig and gorgonzola. But it frig had um, prosciutto on it, which I prefer uh-huh. to, like, of the things on that burger, I prefer prosciutto to gorgonzola, so I think I'm gorgonzola the prosciutto is first. such a weird one. It can go wrong. It's honky. Yeah, but it's a funky cheese. What was the one that I had? I keep forgetting the name. Burrata. Burrata, which a I love. Burrata burger. I decided I love it, but I'm not sure I liked it on the burger. Oh, really? Because the flavor of the burger and all the ingredients was so much, I didn't really get the burrata. Yeah, burrata in that really... context is just a fucking melty ass cheese. That's right. all. It's just and a mild flavored mozzarella melted on I top really of a like bacon it with burger. Toast. I really like it with olives, I lo- but uh, more as a featured element, I think the, the really good burger in this case overwhelmed it. Yeah. So now that you're all hungry. Nom, 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 nom. Now we're going to talk about Kobold's Last Gleaming Part 1. Someone really needs to think about giving titles to these episodes. Uh, somebody did. Yeah, <laughs> and they didn't do a very good job. So we're only talking about Part 1 mm-hmm. uh, because... Unlike the last cliffhanger we had, a lot was put into this episode uh, to the point where I had to watch it twice Mm -hmm. because I felt like I was missing things and I definitely was missing things. So I rewatched it this morning. What do you feel it was a nuance that you missed out on? Oh, just I'll tell you Mm -hmm. the things that I noticed the second time that I didn't notice the first. I also have a full page of notes and the entire script for this episode. Oh, my God. Uh, in front of me. So I am going to get into the nitty gritty here because I feel like... I didn't do enough. Well, no. They packed so much mm-hmm. into this 43 minutes of television. So you want to get started? Yeah. And I have to say before we go in, mm-hmm. I really appreciated this episode. And I liked were times, this episode. There were but moments it was... that just failed for me, like failed big, but at least it was swinging for the fences. Yeah. The, yeah. We'll get, in, we'll get into all, right. all of it. I'm going to start with what they actually show you on the previously on. Uh So 
they always start a previously on that's not really a previously on. It's the the story. Mm-hmm. There are Cylons. They look like us. We had a really gross image of Baltar and Six kissing, which makes me uncomfortable every episode. And then we get the actual previously on, which are scenes that they want us to remember. And in this case, what they show is Starbuck uh, being sort of wheeled off after she brings home the raider mm-hmm. and Apollo telling her that she always takes major souvenirs. Uh, we see Boomer humming to the same raider. We see Boomer and Hilo on Caprica right before they consummated their relationship, both of them saying they would they didn't know what would happen if what they would do if something happened to the other. Right. And then we hear Apropos of nothing that we're seeing on the screen, Boomer's voice say, I'm a Cylon, which must be from when she was, quote, joking with Chief Tyrell. Right. But we don't get a visual to attach to that. We just get that that sound. We see Hilo last episode with the dawning reality of multiple Boomers means she's a Cylon. And him running away and her yelling at him to... Uh, come with her. We see the transponder, uh, the Cylon device, which we haven't determined to use for, that looks like a speakerphone. You know what it reminded me of? No. It reminded me of going to a mall, like the mall in Emeryville, Uh and your burger's not ready, but here, we're going to give you this gadget, and when your burger's ready, it'll ring. More often now, those are just coasters. Okay. By the way, this is going to be a burger-heavy episode for some reason. (laughs) I don't know why they keep coming up. Um, and then we see the president telling Billy that she's going to continue with her Kamala treatments because there are pros, Mm -hmm. even though she is hallucinating. And we see Leoben telling Starbuck that they're going to find Cobal and Starbuck relating that to the president, that they're going to find Cobal and that that is going to lead them to Earth. Mm. So that's all of the things that we see in the previously on. It spans several episodes. Um, But this is letting you know that it's going to be a comprehensive episode. Right. Okay. And which we know, I think, too, because it's the finale, series finale, or season right, finale. Right. So then we get a, a montage of four separate scenes. And those scenes are the two Adamas boxing each other, mm-hmm. uh, Starbuck having sex with somebody who appears to be Lee mm-hmm. until it doesn't, Hilo running through the rain on Caprica, mm-hmm. and spaceship boomer with a gun in our hand putting it to our mouth and pulling it back and we go back and forth between these four things right. about 10 seconds at a time mm-hmm. for about three minutes right. only <laughs> like, enough to process the information that right we're, we're um the the things culminate um with lee hits his dad a couple of times, but his dad ends up almost knocking him out. Mm -hmm. And his dad says, you never lose control, to which Lee says, thank you. Mm -hmm. And his dad says, no, you have to lose control and let instinct take over. Apollo says, Apollo Lee, Lee Apollo, says, "Uh, I thought we were sparring, and that's why, and his dad says, and that's why you lost. (laughs) So well, you never win. I thought it was. I thought it was like a comprehensive kind of. You you don't succeed because you're not. That's why you don't win. That's why you don't win. Don't okay. win. Okay, so you're right. And then Boomer appears to wet Hilo on Caprica, mm-hmm. holsters her gun, and tells him to shoot her, which he does. But he doesn't kill her. He just shoots her, and. Starbuck calls out Lee's name. It does look like she's fucking him, but she's not. Because as soon as she calls out his name, we see that she is with Baltar. That's your least favorite part that of this whole episode. That is my least favorite part of the entire episode. And he gets noticeably affronted, mm-hmm. and she slinks out of his room, which, it, wearing a dress, by like holding a dress up to her body and then leaving. I'm like, okay. Put your clothes actually on. You're going into the hallway where other people are. And also, why were you in a dress? 
It's not the dress that she was wearing at the... Well, worse than that, why is she with Baltar? Yeah, Are we'll you... get to that, actually. Yeah. I think I have an idea for that. Oh, the last thing is Boomer with her gun. She puts it into her mouth and takes it out. Mm-hmm. She puts it in her mouth, she takes it out. She does not kill herself at this point. And then you're, out. you're undecided now, so what are you going to do? That's an old song. I know, it's I really inappropriate to, to use it in a suicide context, but... I will say uh-huh. uh, that later we found out find out when there is a Caprica scene mm-hmm. that it is the 50th day since the attack, the original okay. attack. So, we're 50 days out and everybody's lost their goddamn minds. <laughs> so, so the first thing that we see is Roslyn, uh, the president, in an MRI type machine. Right. And we find out that her... Cancer has aggressively spread to her lymph nodes. She's speaking to Alosha, the priestess, Mm -hmm. who tells her that, though it may seem odd, that the president has made her a true believer, her, the priestess, a true believer. Uh, She believes that she's going to guide them to Earth. And that's it. That's that whole scene. Then we are at a poker game with the boys. And Duala, actually, I think, is there. It's Crashdown. It's Apollo. It's Duala, it's Baltar. I just hate his call his his name. Crash down. down. It's not <laughs> Crash Down. Crash it's not down. the name that you want. Well, got for it's somebody. gonna come in handy later. Right. So. He lives up to this <laughs> later on, so just be warned. Spoiler alert. And uh, Baltar and Gaeta are all there and they're all playing poker. And Kara walks in, Thrace, Starbuck, we know her. And uh, she's like, Hey, there's a game and nobody told me. She goes and stands next to Lee. And says, hey, Gaius. And they're like, oh, you're walking around. She's not limping anymore. She's not She's not using a cane mm-hmm. anymore. Uh, she says, hey, Gaius. And Gaius, Baltar, grown-ass man that he is, mm. says, that's Vice President Baltar to you, if you don't mind. Or is this a pirate ship you're, where you're running here? And she's like, no, it's a Battlestar. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go. <laughs> And there's this really heinous display of maildom mm. by Baltar in a couple of ways. So, one, once Kara uh, had left his room after calling somebody else's name, he's sitting there dejectedly drinking a very green liquor. It looks like Jägermeister or something. I oh, don't God. know what it is. Uh, Another reason not to like so it. So he's very drunk by at this point. But mm-hmm. in his room, Six says... Internal six. It, well, his internal six, the, the only six that we have on the ship, uh, is, you know, says basically, like, I've never seen you like this. It's disappointing. And I'm like, this is the, the this is disappointing? You've not been disappointed in him previous to now? Because... She slept with him. How can she not be disappointed with him? Pretty disappointing. Um, and then... As Apollo is trash-talking at the game, mm-hmm. fucking Baltar is like, you can't best me. I always win. And I'm just like, oh, this person is unfucking hinged uh, Car bounces. Baltar does win the hand, and they keep playing. Um, then we see a scene with that's going to be a little bit later, because Baltar is... Uh, with the president now mm-hmm. and wearing a suit. <laughs> so she's trying to sort of teach him the the entire political system <laughs> all at once. And he, and at the same time, Six is like sort of tut-tutting his, uh, his infatuation and jealousy. There, he's getting it f- from both right. things, and he loses his damn mind. He starts yelling that he can't, he doesn't understand it, he can't be understood to, or can't be expected to pick everything up so quickly, he can't be expected to have all of these things on him. He, like, he just freaks out like a bitch baby. I'm sorry, but I don't like him. <laughs> well, you're not alone. Yes. So... And there's is this weird this like at some point he's like I'm not your plaything and and his internal sex mm. and the president in tandem say plaything <laughs> right like what are you even 
talking about? And he says, I don't have to sit here. I don't have to take this kind of abuse from either of you. And there, of course, the president's the only one there, but Billy is sort of off to the side, and he goes, you either, either of you. Right. <laughs> like, Which that you plays all well clearly for, know that this man is comedy, insane. But it's one of those instances, and I don't know if you want to talk about it now, where I feel like his character is just... His character strains the credibility of the show. It really does, because why are you putting so much trust in this man that is acting well, but also, so erratically all of the time? Starbuck and her hooking up with him. I actually want to talk about that right. in the next scene. Okay, all right. Not with him, but with her. Okay, go ahead. Because we know why he hooked up with her. He's been attracted to her this whole time. Look mm-hmm. at Six, look at Starbuck. He's got a type. Right. I, and, the, and the reporter. He likes Blondes. blonde women. Who are badasses. If he was played by a man who wasn't a man of color, that would be a little less weird for me. Yeah. So he, like, leaves. She's Uh like, the president's like, you clearly need a fucking break, so why don't you walk the hell away? And um, I wish she had said that to him. I know, right? It's much more polite. No, she's very pragmatic. Mm-hmm. Um, and Baltar is like, I'm going. And he goes into the bathroom, and Six is there with him and says, how can you love her? And she's and he's like, I don't. You can't. And she says, you, well, first of all, she takes the back of his head and smashes his head into the mirror. So apparently she's got power like that, which is a little terrifying. <laughs> And she says, you can't lie to me. I know everything you know. And then she says, you should know it's not safe to to stay on the Galactica. And he's like, what are you talking about? And she's like, it's a surprise. And then he's like, is it a bomb? Is it another agent? Tell me what the fuck is going on. And she's like, bink. And she disappears. Because she only shows up when she wants to show up. And... Then we see Boomer and Crashdown in their standard thing. We need water. Boomer and Crashdown find it. We need ore. Boomer and Crashdown find it. We need a planet. Boomer and Crashdown find it. He needs eyebrows. They never they, find well, it. They uh, do a jump um, faster than light, an FTL jump, and they get they end up very close to a planet. Mm-hmm. And uh, Boomer is like pissed and shaken. But then they're looking, and they're like, there are oceans, there are continents. The atmosphere reads as nitrogen and oxygen with enough CO2 for green leafy things. So he, like, Crashdown's getting excited and asks Boomer, do you think this could be Earth? Mm -hmm. And Boomer says, no, it's more important than that. Now, um, we should mention the reason why she is horrified at making the end of the jump that he could, she could have actually jumped into the planet. Into the planet, I guess it's a, it's a broad, mm-hmm. um, like you, you map a place in space, and then right. you hope that there's nothing else there when you get there. Yeah, because um, you can't see where you're going to, and yeah, they could have jumped into like solid matter, solid matter, that which would've... they would lose. And that would be <laughs> a, another movie, Bakuru Banzai, I think. So. Then we're down on Caprica, and now let's deal with a little bit of Caprica. So, uh, Hilo and Sharon are sitting in the rain, uh, up against a building. She's shivering. She's been shot. She says, I do get cold, you know. There's some things you should know. And Hilo's like, don't call me Hilo. You're a monster. You're not Sharon. Sharon was my friend. You're not Sharon. You're just... A toaster. A toaster, basically. Whatever twisted thing you are, you're not Sharon. Uh, the only thing I want from you is a way off this world. That's it. So he's looking at her as only his, as a token to get off the planet, mm. which is a lie. Of course it's a mm. lie, because he would have killed her, but looks like Sharon. Also, what we need to know, and what I need to stop thinking of is, was Sharon replaced I mean, this Sharon is not the Sharon he's always known. Right. That's the one up on the plane, or up on, on, on uh, Galactica. But was there ever a person Sharon? No, I don't think so. It's hard to tell. They I, haven't really told us yet how they infiltrate, how, it how, how it's done. So, And that's the, that's the last thing we see on Caprica. 
Then we, then the scene, okay, this is the scene with Apollo and Starbuck. And this scene is uh, uh, problematic in some ways. So Starbuck is putting on, uh, putting guns or uh, bullets, ammo onto the Raider, the Cylon Raider. And she wants to see if it can use their artillery in the test that they're about to do. And he, she refers to the the Raider as a she, and Apollo says, you wonder why everyone calls it a she, but to you it's a he? That's what Starbuck says. That's fascinating. You should write a paper. And Leah's like, "Mm, that's not my scene. I'm not smart to say like Dr. Baltar, which, so Mm. we're going to, we're going to do it. He's going there. And then he says, how's the vice president, by the way? And she's like, I don't know, I haven't seen him. And then he's like, fucking, well, how did you, why did you sleep with him? She said, he said I needed quickly. something to do. And, and there's this whole back and forth about how she's a screw up. Mm-hmm. He says, so screwing him was a, was a way to waste time. Or fracking the vice president, I think they even say. Which, yeah, we get it. That word means fuck. She punches him and he punches her back. And I'm like, um, <laughs> that's not the instinct your dad was talking about, though, I don't think. <laughs> like, you can't beat your dad. Just beat up the woman you want to sleep I with. I was just this like, uh, so the, the thinking, my thinking here is. Yes, go ahead. They were getting too close. It freaked Starbuck out. She thinks she's a fuck up, so she went with it. And and the best way to ruin a thing is by fucking Gaius Baltar. Trust me, this is true of all things. So I think that's what they're trying to do. Like she is self self sabotaging, mm-hmm. um, and he's been into her this whole time. So it's easy. It's not like it's difficult for her. See, I believe that she could have slept with anybody and it had the same result. Now the fact that she slept with a Baltar would be particularly egregious, but. I feel like this was just a dumb instance of the writers not knowing how to work with an actual living character. I because, don't know. Well, but here's my position. She is seeing Baltar talk to himself. Yep. She's been seeing Baltar be a sweating mess. She's seeing Baltar apparently masturbating by himself in his office. Right. There's nothing on earth that says, that's the person I want to have sex with. Except like, the person that she mm-hmm. wants to have sex with might be like a real thing, and she doesn't want that. Right, but what I'm saying is that it. she could have chosen any number of likely candidates other than this guy. Maybe. And the but, whole reaction to that, to me, just looks feels fake. There's no other word for it. I can't be convinced. But I think it's the problem. Terrible. I think the problem is that everything happened off screen. Mm-hmm. We didn't. Well, thank see God, I didn't have to see that. But the interaction. My mm. sense is, drunk, drunk. My sense is that she was not in her full faculties when she decided to have sex with him. Mm-hmm. And she clearly wasn't in the moment because she called somebody else's name. Well, she was in the moment, but just with somebody else. Yes. Well, that's. A different moment then. That's not how moments work. <laughs> well, she was having one. I don't know about Baltar. But yeah, I just felt like, to me, this was an instance of the kind of thing that I have a problems with on this show. Um, and it even goes back to Twin Peaks when people just like, what the hell were you thinking moments that don't seem to fit with everything else that she's seen from Baltar? What on earth would make you think that was Right, the but you also are really holding people to a high standard. You've never had, you've never done something and then been like, what the fuck? Why, my, my rational mind would never have done that thing. I don't think, well, I'm not saying it because again, these, these are fictional characters. I'm not going to compare them to my personal life, but I don't think I've ever made a mistake that dumb. It just seems like the the warnings for you looking at a person, you know, like I said, you walk into a person's office and he has his pants down around his, his knees. This would not make you automatically think, oh, that's the person that when I want to hook up with someday, I'm going to do it. That's or kind of a, a it perm. makes that the person who you go to because it is literally the easiest thing. You're never going to have fucking feelings for him because you know he's gross. Right. I don't know. You well, know he's DTF. Mm-hmm. I so. just, <laughs> I, I have a real, uh, of all the strange things in this episode, COBOL and the Lords of COBOL and the spaceships and the uh, all of that, this is the one I'm having the hardest problem no, with. No, I, I get that. And I think it would have helped if we'd seen any inkling well, of she any She seems to be disgusted by him in every single episode yep. until this. 
I mean, she really, like, you're You think women it. don't have men, uh, sex with men that they're disgusted by on a regular basis? I promise you I they do. I don't know that, right? So I can't... But to me, again, given the way that women are generally treated on these episodes, I wonder if the writers have any uh, sense Well, of I've brought up, do the right. women, writers hate women? Maybe I'm... Right. Yeah, maybe that's it. It's, a, it's like, well, here's the available character. And again, it could have been anybody. It could have been somebody like... I was going to call him Nosedive... Well, the the problem is Uh, all of those wouldn't destroy what she has with Lee so completely, mm. and that's what she was trying. But again, you're you're ascribing that to be her motivation. Yes. So if because she's telling us that's her motivation, I'm a fuck up. But yeah, I don't know. I'm. I know I hate this phrase when people she tell me this. She killed his brother. I know. She thinks she I, killed his brother. I hate when people use this phrase on me, but I actually, actually have to use the I'm not buying it. It doesn't seem convincing to me, but that's that's okay. okay. We can disagree. Um, then we have Billy and the president and Alosha uh, looking at pictures that were taken of this planet, that they're going to go do um, more uh, survey, surveying on. Mm-hmm. And they're like, um, it appears to have suffered a calamity, but could actually be inhabitable. And here's evidence um, of at least one city, you know, ruins of a city. And Rosalind looks at it and sees a whole city. And she's like, what do you mean ruins? Um that's an inhabited city. Mm-hmm. And they're like, and she goes, they're like, where? And she says, well, let me see that picture again. And the image that she had seen is now gone, and she sees what they're seeing. And Alosha is like, tell me what you saw. And she says, it's a domed building with six like spoke-like roads coming out of it. And... She says something like columns, like the form on Caprica. And Alosha pulls out her big book of Kobol or whatever it's <laughs> called and says that's the form in the opera house on the city of the gods in Kobol. <laughs> I don't know. No, don't do that. So she's like, this planet is Kobol. And Billy's like, Kobol, like Kobol, the birthplace of mankind where the gods and man lived in paradise until the exodus of the 13 tribes, which was about 2,000 years ago. Uh, the scriptures, the myths, the prophecies, they're all real. That's what the president says. Mm-hmm. And then we get a so say we all. So say we all. And then we are back on Boomer, putting her gun in her mouth, but not. Putting her gun in her mouth. And then Baltar walks in on her, which, rude. At least he's dressed. Mm-hmm. And he says, hello, Lieutenant. And she pulls the gun from her mouth and starts rubbing on it like she was cleaning it. And I'm like, that's not how. <laughs> and <laughs> it's the strange ways that they clean guns on the Battlestar. <laughs> and then Baltar's like, so this is a bad time, right? And she's uh-huh. like, no, I'm just cleaning my gun. And then he sits down and he's like, well, I was looking for Lieutenant Thrace. Don't stop. There's no there there, Baltar. Um... But sometimes it's good to talk these things over. And number six shows up in his head and says, deep down she knows she's a Cylon, but her conscious mind won't accept it. And then Boomer says, sometimes I have these dark thoughts and I'm afraid I'm going to hurt somebody. Boomer says, I feel like I have to be stopped. And six says, she can't be stopped. She's a a Cylon and you can't help her, Gaius. But I'm sure you could probably sleep with her. That's what you want, right? So we've got some petty bitchiness happening, petty jealousy bitchiness happening on several points in this episode. Gaius is like, you know, you should embrace what your heart says is the right thing. I think he's, is he trying to talk her into killing herself? It's unclear to me what he wants. I really didn't think about that, but that could very well be the case because it doesn't seem to, yeah, what he said was really odd. Um, And then he kisses her on the head because he's handsy. And embrace that which you know to be the right decision. And then he walks out and closes the door behind him. And then we hear a gunfire. And then other people go and and run in. Then we have Mm. the president, Gaius, the two Adamas, uh, Starbuck might be there. 
uh, and they're talking about how they're going to set up set up a survey plan. Oh, Ty, uh, Colonel Ty is definitely there. Commander Adama says we should consider making this where we stay, like permanent settlement here. And we're going to organize a ground survey team, three raptors, a complete survey of the ruins immediately. And we see number six telling Gaius that he should, he should go because he doesn't want to be here when it happens. Whatever it is. Whatever it is. Um, and she's like, you should volunteer for the party. And so he's like, what would happen if I go? In fact, I volunteer. <laughs> and Commander Adama's like, uh, that's not necessary. And then he puffs his chest out and he's like, as the chief scientist, any samples that come back, I have to look at. So it'd be easier for me to just do it myself. Right. And I'm like, yeah. I volunteer myself as chief. You tribute. should definitely volunteer for more shit because you clearly can handle everything that's currently on your plate. Clearly. <laughs> Damn it, Jim. And, yeah, he's just a failure. So she's, he's like, if I have to do the analysis, it'd be more efficient if I could just gather the samples myself, unless you have any objections, Madam President. And she's like, no. She's like, just fucking go. Like, I am tired of your outbursts. Right. I'm dying. I'm literally dying over here. <laughs> so I do not. I do not need really to. Really want to put up with your bullshit. Put up with your tantrums. I'm not your mom. And then we get the scene with Boomer and Chief Tyrol. She's got a bandage on her cheek, mm-hmm. so she has shot herself in the face and missed. Uh, well, no, she she. I mean, she, she missed her face. killing herself. <laughs> she missed killing herself. She shot through her cheek, apparently. And it's like, what kind of failure are you when you can't even shoot yourself in the head? Well, <laughs> if your Cylon your self doesn't let you. There's nothing much. So you, you can believe do. that it was there was some sort of intervention on the behalf of. I, the, I would right. guess that her programming won't allow her to do that. Um, I think it would just take over and move a thing, and mm-hmm. she wouldn't even remember. This is actually more common than you think. It's not necessarily you miss. It's kick. A gun has kick, so if you're not ready for it, the bullet will not go in the direction that you planned the bullet to go into. She says, I wake up in the morning and I wonder who I am. I wake up and wonder if I'm going to hurt somebody. The chief Tyrell says, you need help. And she's like, well, you made it clear that help wasn't coming from you. So you can go. Like, you abandoned me. I don't know what you expect me to do. Bye. This was my next (laughs) situation. Next, we have an interesting scene with Adama and the president, um, Commander Adama and the president, mm-hmm. where she's like, so Kobo points the way to Earth if you have Apollo's arrow, which is back on Caprica. This is a lot of mythology all in, at once that we're getting. Mm-hmm. Okay. We don't know how Apollo's arrow will... It opens the door to Athena's something... <laughs> I'm I don't, not, wanna, I don't want to know what Apollo's arrow does with Athena's something. Well, it opens a door, okay. and then that points it points to the Earth. That sounds very. And so Rosalind is explaining sexual. that we need to go back to Caprica, mm-hmm. get the arrow, so that we can get this thing open, mm-hmm. so that we can find our way to Earth because right. that's what. And Adama's like, so I didn't know that you were so religious, and she's like, is that a problem? And he's like, no, but we have to deal with actualities. And she says, well, actually, the Cylon Raider can jump further than our technology can jump. It could jump all the way back. Starbuck could go get this thing, Mm -hmm. and then we could find our way to Earth. And Adama's like, Raider's a military asset, and I'm not going to send it on a wild goose goose chase. I'm just not doing it. Right. and then we are in the raptors with um, several people. There are three raptors going down to the planet to do surveys, and there are several people in the one that we're looking at. So there's the, 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 the shuttles are the ones that we're looking at, right? Well, yeah, but they're 
Still, oh, okay, yeah, I guess it's because the Raptors sh- three one, shuttles, three Raptors. The, is, is it Raptor or Viper? Because it used to be a Viper. I'm not sure what it, I can't. No, believe. Raptors two and three. It's, right. They said they were sending three Raptors, which I think are the shuttle things. Okay. Um, so hot dogs in there. There's a pilot. Baltar's in there. Crashdowns in there. Callie, the um, the female. Mm-hmm. Mechanic is uh, is in which the, is in great there. to see her back because I think she's been absent recently, mm-hmm. right? So like they jump to the planet and it is crawling with Cylons. Yeah, there's a Cylon base ship and a bunch of Cylon raiders, and so they're like jump complete, and then like they jump and they're like, oh god, everybody get the fuck out of here! Like they're uh, their pilot is shot through the window, mm-hmm. th- and he goes down. Baltar like freaks out, and he's sitting next to him, and he's like, "The pilot's hit!" And then he has to go hide in the back and scream. And then Crashdown jumps up to the front to try and um, pilot this thing. Um, he tells they they're on the radio telling everybody to jump back, go right. back. Like we've been hit, and we're gonna go down. Mm-hmm. But you guys need to get the fuck out of here. Right. And then we're back on the Galactica, and Agata is telling us about these Cylon devices. Whenever they're within proximity of one another, they send off a short um, burst, say, like they're a Cylon transponder, and all they do is tell other Cylon transponders that they're close to them. Don't attack this ship. Yes. Okay. It's a me. And then Duala says, hey, there's greatest contact. And, the raptor is back early. One of the raptors is back early. And Adama's like, uh, something's wrong. And then back in the ship, there's a lot of, what are you doing? And then Baltar in the back going, oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> he is freaking out. And Tyrol, oh, Chief Tyrol is also there, and he's like, look out for that hill. The glass breaks on mm-hmm. the front of the ship, but it seems to be breathable air at least. Well, they're um, in an atmosphere because they they had, and that was something I, I thought was really, uh, that was a good idea, which is they have the choice of trying to crash land on the planet mm-hmm. or staying out there in space Mm-mm. and seeing that there's already one there's hole in the hull of the ship because yeah. they, they plug it up really quickly. Yeah. And there's going to be another one. It's like, okay, if the glass is shattered, and this is why I told you when I was watching, like, why is there so much glass in the front of the shuttle thing? Yeah, it's not like, great. This is not a great design idea. Uh, and it's not like, it's not breaking into nice cubes. It's no, not like... It's shattering, <laughs> it's like, the, shattering. Like, like a pane in your bathroom or something. Yeah. Like the, so, uh, and then, is it Crashdown who leads the ship in... Yeah, Crashdown is crashing the one down. Crashing down. <laughs> yeah, we hear Tyrell go, look out for the hill. And he's like, thanks. <laughs> it's like, there's just a planet coming at you. You do what you do. So this group is crash landing uh-huh. on this planet. And then we're back in Galactica with how many people did we lose? Mm-hmm. Apollo says 10 aboard Raptor 3. Raptor 1, last visual contact was seen under power flight heading towards the surface. He says, we need to take out the base ship that's commanding all those... Um, the Cylon Raiders. Raiders, mm-hmm. yeah, that's right. Ty says, Starbuck's working on a plan uh, using the captured Raider, Raider to get a nuke into the base ship. And um, the Adamas are like, when, when did she tell you about that? And Ty's like, like 20 minutes ago. She said she's working on details and we'll have a report soon. And Adama, the commander Adama, tells Apollo, go talk to Starbuck. And he's like, my pleasure. Uh, And then we, as they're breaking up, this meeting is breaking up, we see Billy in the hallway with the president. And he Mm. says, is there something to worry about? And she's like, why do you ask? (laughs) He goes, that look on your face? And she goes, not now. Just like, oh, that's such like a mom thing. <laughs> like, like, yes, there is something to worry about. No, you shouldn't be worried about it. Then we have Starbuck with the Raider telling, you know, the mechanics to add and leave different mm-hmm. things. And Apollo comes in and yells in her face, attention. And she's like, okay. And he said, 
He's like, attention. And I'm like, your dick's small. Like, well, you okay. need to stop. Here's something that <laughs> I've noticed also that drives me crazy about this show is that the laxity of martial discipline on these ships is ridiculous. Not just this, but I'm talking about the episode where Starbuck is leading all the cadets mm-hmm. and basically smoking and drinking in front yeah. of them or whatever and letting them say, yeah. it's like, there, is there like a standard of discipline here no, where people are supposed to be? there isn't until they expect that there will be and then there right. isn't and then there is. So right. she stands at attention and then he says at ease and she's like, I'm going to put an autopilot in the thing. Mm-hmm. We'll fly out there. You'll bring another, you know, a, another ship with me. I'll engage the autopilot. I'll pop out. I'll get picked up by the Raptor, and this thing goes in mm-hmm. with the transponder that says "Don't shoot me." Right, and becomes effectively a warhead. Yeah, and then yeah, blows up the the base ship. And he's like, "Oh, that's a good idea," but it also might get you killed. And she's like, would you miss me? And he's like, I need every pilot I have, even the screw-ups. So, they're still on shaky ground. <laughs> but she does apologize to him. She does. Um, I don't see why, but and, she well, does apologize to him. Uh, and then we've got Billy and the president. And Billy is like, don't do what you're going to do. And she's like... She's like, he's like, you might bring down the government, and for what? And she's like, say what you want to say. And he's like, a drug-induced vision of prophecy. And she's like, yeah, that's right. That's what's happening, 100%. And also, I'm still going to do it. (laughs) Um, Go get me uh, Starbucks, Lieutenant Thrace. And so he brings her some water and... Starbuck, and she tells Starbuck what she wants Starbuck to do. She wants her to take the Raider to jump to get the Apollo, um, Apollo's arrow to finish this prophecy thing. Mm-hmm. She says, are you religious? And we've seen Starbuck be religious. We've seen her praying. Right. Um, and she's like, well, that's the way that I was raised, but I'm not, first of all, I'm not, you know, I don't have enough hubris to think that I play a part. So the idea, I guess, in this religion is the same thing happens over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. And so always a dying leader Mm -hmm. leads them back to the promised land. Like, always these things happen. They've happened over and over. Right. Um, So that's the sort of fundamental belief is that these the histories are also prophecies because mm-hmm. they just necessitate doing it over and over again. And so she says, well, I'm dying, and I've only told three people, so if you could keep that on the DL, that'd be great. <laughs> um, and the scriptures tell us a dying leader leads us to humanity to the promised land. If you go back to Capricorn and bring me the arrow, I will show us the way. And Kara is like... Or Starbuck is like, Adama knows where Earth is. He told us he knew where Earth was on the first. Very on the. I don't even think it was the first episode. I think it was in the uh, miniseries at the end of the miniseries. He's like, Earth. I know where it is. We're going there, and she's like, Uh, he definitely doesn't. She doesn't say he doesn't believe in Earth, which he did say earlier right. that he doesn't he believe does in it. Um, but she does say he doesn't know. It was a lie to is, keep people... Yeah. Pacified and give them yeah. hope. And she's like, go ask him. And Starbucks like, I will. And then she goes and talks to Adama, and she says, I need to do another test... Um, before I do the jump for COBOL, but can I ask you a question? He said, and she says, how much longer till we reach Earth? And Adama says, it's hard to say. I don't like to guess. And then she says, are we getting closer? And he says, I'm sure we are, which is not inspiring. He's reminding me in this scene, this is where Adama becomes a magic eight ball. Yeah, out look not so good. Out look not so good. Maybe, perhaps. (laughs) (laughs) And then she she wishes him luck on the test, 
And uh, Apollo and Starbuck are then out, and she's practicing, or she's doing the test, the autopilot test, and there was the arms test. Mm-hmm. And um, she requests permission to speak with the Galactica, actual, Galactica, actual. And, and he says, uh, she's on a scramble channel, and he sort of picks up the little phone. She says, I believed you, believed in Earth. And he says, what are you doing? And she says, bring home the keg, sir. And then he says, I need you to remember one thing. I don't regret anything I've done. I'm going to need you to do things that you're not going to regret. Right. And then she's like, okay, I bye. <laughs> and then Apollo's like, she's spinning up the Raiders FTL drive. And Colonel Ty is like, uh, that's not what she's supposed to be doing out there. What is going on? And Apollo's like, uh, she just jumped away. <laughs> so she she bounced, presumably for Caprica. So right. maybe that's Helos right out. Oh, that could be, yeah. That could actually finally end that interminable story. Yeah, and Starbuck... But how much room is there inside of this literally gutted spaceship? Oh, I know. It's opened up like a fish, and there's... It's great. Every time we get a close-up of the inside like of the ship, and they're like dangling gooey. organs hanging yeah. from it. <laughs> it's not good. No, no, and no. She's, and <laughs> so like they're this. like, well, where did she go? And Adama says she went home. And black screen, to be continued. Right, so... What do you feel about this episode? What would be oh, your rating? It was a lot. I feel like they have taken basically the stuff that they showed us in the previous Leons, mm-hmm. discarded a lot of the other stuff that we've seen, and we're like, and now we're going to make an episode based on these three minutes of television that we've right. shown you. <laughs> it feels like a total, like, okay, first of all, mm-hmm. I enjoyed the episode. Okay. Second of all, it was like watching a totally different fucking show. Right. I don't know what's happening. It's so, it's a tonal shift. It's It feels almost like a genre shift. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. Boomer has a scar on her face now. What's happening? <laughs> like, it's just a lot of stuff. And, yeah. And something is still about to happen to the Galactica. We still don't know what that we is. We still don't know what that is. So she said you should go down to the planet because you don't want to be on the Galactica when it when it happens. And what happens when he bounces to... Or you should go down to Cobol because you don't want to be about on the board the Galactica when whatever happens, happens. Yeah. And then he bounces into um, a firefight that he wasn't expecting. So what the fuck is going to happen on the Galactica? Or was she setting him up to just, is she done with him? And she wanted him to well, get shot she down. she could very well be, because you see her kind of weepy and mopey in corners when she's sitting around while he's having sex with other women. She, even though she's the one who said, you should definitely so, go have sex with other women. Right. So, I, I don't know exactly what, yeah. That they're, mm, those two, I could do without. Right. In their entirety, for the entire show. Sorry, everybody, but I, with those two. Mm. And those Beltar fans and who are out there. I don't know if I'm supposed to think that he is experiencing psychosis, and so I should have some empathy for him. Mm-hmm. I have had conversations with people who weren't there in my head. Like, typically it's like, I'll be like practicing a conversation I want to have later with somebody, mm-hmm. you know, and no point have those ever been out loud. So I don't know why he can't keep his internal conversation with a person that he knows isn't there internal. What's that about? I, I um, the Does old... that make me sound totally insane? Cool. No. <laughs> Baltar in the old program was played by John Colicos, who is a veteran actor who is much older than the actor playing Baltar here. And he was a dyed-in-the-wool, straight-out villain. If he had a mustache, he would twirl it. There was none of this attempt to make you feel empathy for him. He was just sneaky and creepy. And and so I kind of missed the honesty of that for trying to... Yeah, I don't know what they right. want me to feel about Valkar. But and I, so I, I can't feel, feel anything good because he's... All the bad things. ...completely willing to betray the whole human race because he's getting laid and he wants to survive. It's just... There's not any kind of noble or virtuous emotion to him at all. 
And so I'd rather have a dyed-in-the-wool villain who's, you know, only acting his own interests. And I'd rather have that than what we're having here, which is this guy who's sort of wishy-washy. And it's almost as if the writers don't know which direction to take him in because they want him to look like a fool most of the time, but then want him to, to take him seriously. Yeah, and, and I'm just like, why uh, have you made the genius of his generation a blathering, sex-driven idiot? Right. I, like, I, I don't understand. And we're supposed to respect him and believe that everyone else respects him, even though, as I said, they catch him naked sometimes, they catch him talking to himself, they catch him drooling <laughs> in corners. What would make you trust that man to be in charge of the colonies the way that they've just entrusted him to be? Yeah, I don't... So, it's it just... It, well, you know. elections can go horribly wrong, well, as, as we've learned. we, we right. well know. <laughs> so. But, uh, so, who do you feel... So what would you grade the episode? If I don't want to grade it yet. Okay. I, I will grade it for its half, but I think I want to look at the entire thing All right. Well, then I'm, I'm going to reserve my judgment. Oh, okay. Do you want to wait? I enjoyed watching it both uh, times. Like, I was not like, oh, I have to watch that again. I was like, I have to watch that again because mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I missed things. Like, I definitely missed the 50 days, mm-hmm. like, time-wise. I missed... Definitely didn't miss Apollo punching Kara, and I didn't like it either time I saw it. He just straight up hit her in the face. Right. Like, but no, dude. All right, so this <laughs> raises the question about women as equals. Would you have punched a man in the face? Of... It does, except he literally just called her a whore, uh-huh. so maybe she gets one. She, he, his line right before she punches uh-huh. him is, you can't keep your pants on. Right. You're not my dad. You're not my husband. Why are you talking to me about my pants? Fuck you. I'm and you're all up in my space. Right. I'm gonna maybe punch you, and you're gonna maybe let me get one. Well, what we've also learned is she that didn't start it. She didn't start it. Also, <laughs> I think she could have ended it because obviously he's not as good at this punching in the face thing as he thinks he is. But the I first mean, time he she's had to save him over, last time, his instinct is to punch, punch a, a woman girl. in the face. Right. <laughs> Like, and no, I think if she starts hitting him for uh-huh. no reason or whatever, yes, you hit her to subdue her. I'm fine with that, actually. Mm. Hey, everyone, sometimes you can hit a girl. But this shit was unprovoked and unnecessary. He basically called her a whore. She took umbrage and hit him. And then he hit her back? No, that doesn't seem correct or right. Yeah, mm. no. Yeah, it was kind of... So, so um, who do you feel won the episode? I don't know. Maybe the priestess. She's really? like, she, all of her whole life's work is believing this thing. Uh-huh. And now she is like a true believer because she's like in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like, well, she's she has a part be, to play in it. Yes. And, and it's like her faith is being proven, mm-hmm. which... You don't need for faith, but I got to think it feels pretty goddamn good to be like, oh, I wasn't wrong. You know, <laughs> like, being validated? Yeah. Yes. Um, which typically you wouldn't get, I presume, until you were dead. <laughs> so, I don't know. I think she might be living her best life. Adama did pretty good, the, the, the elder. Uh, well, he did, but yeah, the younger is not is a mess right now. I think it was, for me, the president. You think so? I think so. I think Even with her six-month-to-live right. proclamation? Well, I believe that what she's doing is that she's now seeing something that nobody else can see, and she's taking control of it. It's one thing yeah. to have a vision like she does of snakes crawling all over her podium. Right. It's another thing to have a vision of something that exists that you didn't know existed. Right. Right. So but then I'm, that I'm makes a, a like a valid path forward for her. I know we don't live in a a theocracy. No. So well, we, we do now. Right. Actually, it turns out we shouldn't be guided by voices that we're hearing. But at the same time, once it was something that she couldn't dispute, she's like, okay, now I have the conviction to say we've been lying to these people and using their faith as a tool. Right. To guide well, them especially along. because. The ca- the commander at the beginning uh-huh. used this mythology, mm-hmm. as he understands it, mm-hmm. to give hope. Right. So now that she's like, no, 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 
in for a fucking penny, in for a pound. Right. <laughs> We're really doing this thing. Right. Um, but it is it is dangerous to her, and I like that she has Billy on one shoulder and Alosha on the other. Because mm. just somebody with the faith, whose faith has been vindicated, mm. could be a dangerous right. thing. I'm also watching Game of Thrones. There's a similar situation with Stannis Baratheon right now. Um, but she's got Billy going, um, you do know that these are hallucinations. I know you know that these are hallucinations. So how much how much stock are we going to put in hallucinations, ma'am? Mm. And so I'm I'm curious if he's going to break with her at some point. He might. I uh. mean, but uh, yeah, I I just I appreciate the episode. I really believe that she really it showed her mettle, and she showed something decisive like leadership. And I'm very interested to see what's going to happen with Space Boomer. Right. I'm still aggravated that they oh, haven't Oh, she'll become done. A, a better shot, hopefully. They 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 did an autopsy to the um, tech, mm-hmm. but they won't do an autopsy to the actual Cylons, yep, yep. and it's killing me. It's killing me. Sometimes we just have to get over it. Okay. No, that's good. I'm glad. I'm glad. I, I just, to, to bring something in that... Um, the so how many episodes are we into the show? This is what's the numerical episode, uh, value of the episode? 11, 12, 11, okay. 12. It's 12. 12 and 13 are this. So episode. the original um, Battlestar Galactica only lasted 24 episodes, which is was a full season back then, right? Which um, is a full season now. This show isn't a full season. Right, it's a miniseries, right, more or less? I mean, no, they do these half seasons on, on certain shows. They're like um, uh, like for like winter premieres, mm-hmm. shows that come in half the season in, and then there's only 12 or 13 episodes of a thing. You, you pick up a thing you're not sure that you're going to run for a long period of time for a short piece. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it's a as we go situation. Well, I uh, this actually reminded me of something when I was um, watching this that there are sometimes episodes that recall episodes of the original Battle of right. Galactica. The final episode of the original run of the series was called The Hand of God. Yes, that was last week's episode. Right. Or and, two uh, weeks ago, I guess. And, before um, Colonial Day. The, uh, which had, I think, the really funny final image, not funny, ironic final image where they're getting messages from outer space and they don't know where they're coming from. It, And as everyone walks away from the console, you hear the sound of the uh, Apollo 11 moon landing in the background. That's like, right. oh, they finally did find Earth. And so it at least gave you an out at the end of these episodes. But um, with, there was an episode uh, of the original show, and I think it was called Planet of the Gods, where they reach Kobol. And I'm kind of curious what Kobol is going to look like in this version of the show. I think it's going to look a lot like Earth. <laughs> well, the original Kobol, they had a very clever idea because there's so much, the notion of, uh, the original show is very much of the idea that ancient Earth technologies like the Mayans and the, Azt- and the Egyptians and the others were civilizations were calling our days back when we were flying across space, right? Okay. So... The producers sent a skeleton crew and some stand-ins and extras to Egypt to film in in, uh, the Valley of the Kings. Okay. And so they did a very clever episode where there are, uh, when they reach Kobol, they're actually walking around the tombs of the pharaohs. And the interiors were sets with the real actors, but the exteriors were people dressed as the the main stars. Oh, interesting. But it gave this, when it was edited well, and it was edited very well, it gave the impression that they've reached it, and now they're wandering around a place that looks like ancient Egypt, and it has the same sort of hieroglyphics and things. That led more to the sort of ancient astronaut part of the program. But, uh, yeah, it just sort of touched them. I'm like, wait, no, I think they reached Cobalt last time. And this is, I guess the point of contention, it would be the equivalent of us finding the Garden of Eden somewhere. Yeah, kind of. Because this is where they believe is the cradle of their race, or yeah, the human race. Yeah, where gods and man were right. together. 
something like that. So it was an interesting episode. I I liked it more than I had some of the more recent episodes too. But yeah, there was just one or two things about it that I'm like, really, this is just making no sense. That's everything on the episode mm-hmm. for right now. All right. Uh, we're going to watch season, or episode or, you know, part two next week, and then we'll dig into our our future next week. Do you have anything to recommend that's not Battlestar Galactica? Yes. Um, I saw a film yesterday. Hey, I saw a film yesterday. I saw a film with you yesterday before we went on our casino adventure. And, and I wasn't, I didn't know exactly what to expect of it. I didn't really follow Shazam when I was a kid. I was aware of him. And in the 70s, there was a, like, Saturday morning program, a live-action program called Shazam and also Isis. And these were half-hour-long shows. They were live-action and very low budget. And what the shows were were really about were um, kids learning moral lessons being taught by superheroes. In one case, it was Shazam. In the other case, it was... uh, Isis, who's an ancient Egyptian princess, or excuse me, a goddess. Um, yes, Isis is a goddess. But yeah, so Shazam was a TV show, and it was very low budget, so there's an actor, Yana Crane, you know, being flown around, sometimes in front of a process Good. screen. And every once in a while, he asks for advice from his mentors, who tell him all about the right choice to take, about turning in a guy for robbing, a, stealing from a bank. Or There was no acts of overt violence. It was very kid-friendly. But that was that, and some old serials were about the extent I got of Shazam. So watching the new one uh, was really kind of fun because I really wasn't as familiar with it as I could be. Uh, and it's I don't want to give anything away. It's a really fun movie. It's very good with a lot of heart to it. It it is a lot of heart. I, I think one thing you might want to warn people if you're taking your small kids. Think twice about it, because there's some child trouble parts. Yeah, it's pretty scary. Also, um, there's foster um, stories, so Mm -hmm. if that is something that might upset your child, because they are in it, or from it, that is something to know. But I think 13 and up, for sure. Yeah, because the character, and that much is given away in the trailer, is actually, what, a 14-year-old boy? He's 14. Who inherits magical powers from a sorcerer, so there's... At points where there's, it seems to be there's an intentional parody of the wizarding world of Harold, po- Harry, Harold, Harry Harold, Potter. Harold Potter. Um, <laughs> there's some things in that seem to almost parody scenes out of Harry Potter. And so it's a, it's a, this is not a science fiction story the way that Superman is. This is a story about magic. Yeah. And the villains are literal demons and yes. sins. So, yes, if that kind of thing scares you, don't, it's almost a horror film at times. Yeah, the 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 character design for the baddies uh-huh. is very creepy. Right. Like legit scary. And on top of that, <laughs> since they're they're modeled on the seven deadly sins, there's weird double entendres to a lot yeah. of their appearances. But that you know, but kids aren't gonna get no, that. Yeah, kids aren't gonna get that. Adults will go, Oh, that's clever. You know, like let me see how I I can identify just by looking at them. But, um, but yeah, it's a really, really good program. And there are references to Big, since obviously that's... There are. <laughs> very funny ones that I won't go into. But, yeah, it was an enjoyable experience. It kind of took me back to watching the really sanitized, kid-friendly version in the 70s. But, um, but it was a lot of fun. It was done on a big scale. I guess that's everything. Um... You can find us online. We are taking suggestions on whether to continue or not continue with this show. Mm-hmm. I don't. I still don't know what you feel. You won't give me a straight answer. Let me see this episode and tell you. And that was what we talked about last week. Yeah, I, I, but I, I want to see. Are we closer to an answer, or do you still? Yeah, need no, to we're see closer the rest to an answer <laughs> because my issue is if it's just going to take another set of directions where every week I'm smacking my hand to my head, going really then it's like there's so many other things that we can catch up on. Well, do you have another idea? What are you thinking? What else would you like to be doing? I need to find a program that we both are unfamiliar with. So there's a lot of other programs that we could watch and and catch up with. So I'm just kind of... I wouldn't right? hate doing Deadwood. It's pretty short. There and there's go. a movie coming out or a new show. I, mm-hmm. I don't remember. Something new Deadwoody is coming out. I'm curious, although I don't know if I could commit to watching the new Spartacus which also somebody recommended to me as a really good program. 
Is it currently going? I think it stopped. It's reached its end. Oh, okay. So I, there's a lot of other ones that we can explore, and that's why I'm going. At times, I feel on the fence with this one. At times, I'm really enthusiastic about it. So I really kind of want to see. And it's not very long, uh-huh. so we could come back to it after something right. else. Or Okay. Well, thoughts and ideas are greatly appreciated on our Facebook page. Uh, you can just find us at The Latecomers. Um, on our Twitter, Latecomers Pod at at latecomerspod, uh, latecomerspod at gmail.com for emails. We accept things in all of those ways. Uh, and I think that's everything this week. We will talk to you next week about the season finale of season one. Series one. It's not a British show, so right. it's season one of Battlestar Galactica. And finally make a decision. Dun, dun, yes, dun. We, I will have a decision by next week. And in the meantime, we love you very much. Take your medicine and remember, better late than never. What are you doing? I, just lost <laughs> I, was, I was thrown off by take your medicine. That's what I say okay. now. Take your medicine okay. and remember, better, better late, late than, than never. never. I'm like, where did you go? Take your medicine. <laughs> what? Because I said it for the last three episodes. Oh, I, I, I don't know.